Just so everyone is aware, I will say video cast sometimes because I actually have a YouTube channel. If you would like to check me out, it is called The Gospel Call. There you can watch my sermons and interviews with people where I ask for their thoughts on the afterlife. I go through the good person test and even talk about the wonderful plan of salvation, like how Jesus paid for all our sins. Yeah, that one. I also have a TikTok channel at The Gospel Call No Spaces and Instagram, also The Gospel Call No Spaces. So thank you very much for checking out my podcast. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. I'm Samuel D. Spooner, and this is The Gospel Call Podcast. Today, I will be talking about whether or not reincarnation is possible. And I realize that sometimes it can be a touchy subject, but even so, it's really important to talk about because, again, this is all for evangelism how to evangelize to people, how to talk to people. So I have come across this quite a few times. If you've actually watched through my interviews, I've talked to people and they'll say, well, yeah, I believe in God, but I also believe in reincarnation. And then that's true. Um, okay. How come this is usually what I'll ask him. Do you have any definitive proof that this is true? They'll usually say, well, no, it's just a belief that I came up with. It's just a belief. Now, some people who say that they can give proof, this is their proof. Well, I had these memories and dreams that only I know of, that only I'm aware of, that other people say that they have as well, that other people testify of, who also just so happen to believe in the same thing. So I guess there's a little inconsistency there. That, that's true. That's the thing is that this kind of evidence is just your memories and thoughts and ideas and your explanation of these feelings, thoughts, memories, visions, dreams. It's purely by your own understanding of them. It's not actually by some something that's tangible that multiple people can can see and can understand and something that can be proved and tested you know nothing scientific that's that's essentially what i'm saying and it's true i'm sorry but reincarnation just isn't possible um but even so that's what we're looking at today is whether or not that is true because again this is for evangelism but there is no tangible evidence there's nothing that can be seen. There's nothing that can be proven. It's just of someone's thoughts. So, and even, and even further than that, it tends to be really inconsistent. Usually people can't always give the same account. It's always a little different, right? I've talked to quite a few people and each time it's different. Each, it's never the exact same. I mean, say if you were just going about by Hinduism or the belief of Buddhism, that those kinds of religions, right? That's a little different, right? You're actually going by a set standard, but taking the evidence that they say is true and then them giving that to me, it's very inconsistent. And I have these videos. You can even look up videos. It's it's not consistent. It's it's always inconsistent. So that is an is another just proof that it it just can't really work cuz unless there's proper consistency in the evidence seen, that means the evidence isn't even really worth looking at. It's just like if a scientist tests 
the weather in one specific area of the world, say like Arkansas in some city or town out in the outskirts, and other people were saying, well, yes, we had a tornado yesterday. The other person says, well, we had a tornado actually three days ago. And then another person says, well, actually, we had it a week ago. Um, There's a little bit of inconsistency with that. So the scientist can't actually get any proper data, any proper information. He has to test it for himself. So why don't we test it for ourselves? Why don't we see what a reliable source says? Like, say, the Bible. Yeah, what does the Bible have to say about reincarnation? That's one of the issues is I've actually come across Christians who actually believe that reincarnation is very possible. Um, have you ever heard Paul say it is appointed man wants to die and after this the judgment? Cause he really did say that. Like if, if there isn't a special appointment for you to die and then God's judgment, then why do you get reincarnated? I think that some of the idea has to do with the Bible talking about how God put Elijah's spirit into John. And I believe it's really just a misunderstanding of that text. First of all, that is 100% possible. He totally could have done that. Elijah could have been like, I want to go back there and I want to do great things for you, Lord. Then he just sends them back into a human body. That's not really... I mean, technically that is reincarnation, but that's just God being like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that myself. But Elijah never actually died. So, but eventually he did, technically, if that's actually true. We, we don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't go further into it, which is why it's not something that we should really be arguing over or even really talking about too much in, in accordance with biblical belief, so theology, the Bible does not make it an important topic because it's not really an important topic. Again, Paul said, it is appointed man wants to die and after this judgment. So why argue over whether or not there is reincarnation when the Bible gives one small mention about God doing something related to it? The whole idea of reincarnation comes from Hinduism and Buddhism, which we are against, right? We're against that. Right? Aren't we against that in the first place? Of course we are. We shouldn't be fighting over it. We should be going out telling people about what the Bible says and what's true. Like say that we're all going to die and we're going to have to face God on Judgment Day and you need to know what's going to happen to you. Are you going to be on his side? Are you not? That's what you need to tell them. That's what you need to focus on. So some good verses to give people would probably be like 2 Corinthians 5, or chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. Then we are confident and we are pleased rather to go away from home out of the body and to come home to the Lord. Therefore, we are also laboring to be well-pleasing to him, whether at home or away from home. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive the things done through the body according to that which he has done, whether good or bad. The whole reason there is a judgment is because of the things that we have done. 
a lot of the time, the reason that people will actually believe that reincarnation happens is usually because they're either doing something that is morally offensive to God and they're trying to escape it or they just don't want to believe in a true genuine morality. Actually, those those two kind of line up. They actually would just believe that there is no definitive morality and no definitive judgment because they don't want there to be one. Uh, even though they know in their hearts, because the Bible says that our consciences convict us. But regardless of that fact, you see what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that to escape it, you put a different idea in your head, which is incorrect, as we see from these proofs. So they come up with the idea. And I know this because I've interviewed people and I've talked to them genuinely about these things. And I'll ask them, so how do you think you're going to do on Judgment Day? They'll say, well, I don't know about too well. Really? Are you sure about that? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Probably not too well. Their whole idea just changes, even if they're atheists. And I'll ask them like, okay, so how do you think you're going to do on Judgment Day? Well, I think God's pretty loving. You know, I don't think he's really going to judge me. That's what they say. They say, I don't think God's really going to judge me. That's even what people who believe in reincarnation or Buddhist Buddhism, they'll say that to me. They'll actually give me that argument. Like, well, I think God's a really loving God. I don't think he would really do that to people. Hold on a sec. Like two minutes ago, you didn't even believe in the same God or at all. But th this makes me scratch my head. You're telling me that he's a loving God and that he won't judge sin? So are you just really convicted about your sin and you just don't want this to happen because you know what's going to happen? Oh, that's what's going on. I see. So you want to escape it as much as possible in your mind. So you give yourself these ideas and plant them in yourself because it's a free country and you could do whatever you want, right? Again, this is, this is evangelism. I come across it all the time. This is just what's going on on the inside. It's psychological. It's the idea like a robber wants to get away from the policeman as much as possible. So if he could just believe they don't exist, they don't exist, they don't exist, he's probably going to try and do it. Of course, it won't actually work. Or say like, uh, jail doesn't exist. I won't be judged. I won't be judged. Sorry, it's still going to happen. And he knows it, but he tries to run away from it. Why? Because we love darkness and we hate the light. So I want to end with this verse from Matthew 12, 36 through 37. And this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying this. But I say to you that every idle word, what is every idle word? In other words, every thought, whatever men may speak, they shall give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. Which actually goes along with the verse that what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. I'm just paraphrasing, of course, but Jesus is saying that what you say is what you live by and what you mean, and you're going to be judged by that. You're going to be judged by every thought, every single word. 
that you've ever said, God's going to judge you by that because he knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. You can't run from it. That's the thing. You say, well, you're just saying we're all doomed. Well, actually, no, that's what I'm going to get to. And these apologetics, no, we're not doomed. That's why Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross for everyone so that we can all be saved from God's judgment and wrath. He was telling this to the Jews. They knew this by heart. They knew this by heart. They knew this was coming because they read the scriptures. So he's pointing it out to them and telling them, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He that believes on me will have eternal life. So when he actually went through with the punishment and took all of the sin upon him and then rose from the dead, people followed him and people believed him and they were changed. They spoke in different languages. They did miracles. They did amazing, powerful things before multitudes of people and everyone wondered and they killed them. The Jews killed them for this. That's why there, there is still hope. Because guess what? Even when I die, I'm still going to live forever because I have God's life inside of me. So my spirit's going to live forever. That is what truly is going to happen. That is what truly is going to happen, is I'm going to live forever because of Jesus Christ, not because of some reincarnation idea, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for all my sins, so I don't have to be condemned on that day of judgment. God bless you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for watching this podcast.